Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Hello and thank you for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricket and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network, support for which is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide the best tools for your grooming experience. My name is Clive and I am joined by my co-host and perfectly groomed individual, Ricky. Hello, sir. On this sweltering hot evening. Yeah, clean shaven from the neck down, folks. All the way down. All the way down. Even the see the wee toe knuckles you get. Yep. Even the the bad boys have been manscaped. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. This heat's. I'm just... like a, I'm like a professional swimmer. <laughs> A oh, fucking hair, or like a cyclist. I'm, I'm just trying to like, um, what is it? Uh, it's not aerodynamic. What the f- remember? Aye, that's. Uh, is it aerodynamic? I can't remember what the cyclist. If, it, if it's water, then it's uh, watery aerodynamic. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you would probably stand a chance in the raw underground with your slippery person. You'd be able to slug it out of some holes. Lube, my, lube myself up with some Johnson's baby oil. <laughs> That's a different kind of raw underground, to be honest with you. It's raw. And it's underground. That's it. And Shane McMahon's just sitting there, snorting, snorting his coat. <laughs> snorting coat. Getting right. a blow-by-blow blow of what's happening. <laughs> Will we get on to this evening show then, before we start melting from the heat? I mean, we may as well. <laughs> Actually, the thing, like, over here, like, we get a tiny bit of sun and we can't handle it, and you've been a redhead as well. You're fucked. Um, Thanks. And despite despite what people might think, right, no, you fucking idiots, I am not used to this heat. See the amount of people used to come into the shop back in the day and be like, oh, you must be used to this heat. Yes, mate. Yes, mate, with my fucking broad Scottish Glasgow accent, uh-huh. I'm used to this fucking heat. Born and bred in Scotland. <laughs> but I'm used to this heat, folks. I didn't realise that kind of stuff carried through your ancestors. Yep, it's in the genes. 
So this week we are taking our final trip down the memory lane that is NXT and all of its takeovers. The last few weeks we've had a lot of fun discussing what our guests believe have been the best possible takeover cards that you put together from all the matches that have so far taken place. This week we've allowed the listeners to have their say and on Twitter and some private messages we've collated some messages that have the takeover cards that they think are the best. We're going to read them out. There's going to be a few, obviously, that have been discussed ad nauseum at this point, but thankfully there are a few wee cheeky belters in here that I'm quite interested to discuss in in length with you, Mr Ricky. And once we've read them out, we'll give details on how how these people who have entered the competition can win a T-shirt of their choice from ProWrestlingTees.net. So not only is it a chance to get your name over on air, it's also a chance to win a T-shirt in this current weather, maybe go for a, a bright coloured one, so nothing from WWE, I'm afraid Yep, black attracts the sun Yep. So what I'm going to do is to keep things sorted on my phone and so I'm not having to jump between screens I'm going to give some shout out to the La Familia guys on the WhatsApp group and get their picks in, how does that sound to you? Oh, before well, I do what that about, What about the Facebook poll you done? Yeah, I'm just trying to gloss over that, to be honest with you. So, uh, we did a Facebook poll from the six takeover cards that we had over the last three episodes. We had one vote each for myself and Rance and Caleb. Ricky, you got three votes. Jeremy... Shout out to Jeremy for voting for me. Jeremy got four votes. And Rich. That's right. And I'll, I suppose I'll shout out Muzza for voting for me. Uh, and... <laughs> with a staggering five votes we have James James Boyd five votes for his retribution card the North American title ladder match O'Reilly and Fish versus Riddle and Pete Dunne for the tag titles Nakamura and Sami Zayn Walter versus Tyler Bate Sasha Banks and Bailey, and Almas and Gargano for the takeover the NXT title shout out to Josh as well for voting to me for me, but this is now the second consecutive time that Dan has just flat out refused to vote for me. Dan flat out refuses to acknowledge you in general now. Uh, I, I believe so. Sorry to disappoint. I believe so. I mean, he's just, I'm, I might be putting words in his mouth, but I think he's just that and Clive wrestling show, Mark. I believe so. Now, now he might also be a Trump man. <laughs> Moving on. Nah, he's really not. <laughs> that, that kid. Trump that is not done. I know, are you just calling oh, no. all our listeners bellings and dickheads? I mean, Dan's clearly got an agenda against me because that's twice now he's, vote, he's not voted for me. We'll have to hear this grievance somehow. Get him on and then I can block him while we're live on a podcast. <laughs> You're so block happy. You're like a Minecraft fiend. <laughs> I know, but then, but then I immediately unblock the person because I have too much guilt. Uh-huh. Like, oh my god, what if they don't take this as a joke? <laughs> the inner workings of Ricky's mind, ladies and gents. I hope this has been riveting listening for one and all. Yep, let's move on. So, as I said, we're going to go through the takeovers, and thankfully there have been quite a few cheeky ones that have come in here that don't get mentioned a lot. I'm going to go first with Kyle Moore's from Outsider's Edge. 
Now, there's not an order to this. I think it's went in reverse order, so I'm going to go with reverse order. So we've got the random match, Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bate from Chicago, the UK title match. The other random match is Velveteen Dream versus Alistair Black. Tag title match is The Revival versus DIY 2 out of 3 falls, North American title ladder match. And two ones that uh, titles as well, the women's title Iron Woman match from Banks versus Bailey. I think that may be the first time that's been voted for. And in the top spot for the NXT title, it's Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. And I believe that was from the Unstoppable one. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, that doesn't ring true. It may have been the rival rival before it because of the that was when Sammy had to get basically called Sorry, out. what was that last pick? Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. The one where Kevin Owens basically destroyed Sammy. The ref called a stoppage. Oh, right, okay. So you've got a few different choices there that we've not actually seen before. Are there any that you want to gloss over first? I mean... Spoke, have we spoke about Alistair Black and Velveteen Dream? Has that been picked? It has not, no. That was a whole say my name. It was, yes. That was that was fun. That was a fun programme. Oh, it was, definitely. I really, really enjoyed that, actually. Um, I think that's when... I know we don't like him now for obvious reasons, but I think that was when I really started to become like a big Dream fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was excellent this whole like need for someone to to be acknowledged from him I thought that was excellent uh, and the match itself was really really good the only surprising thing is that the fact that this is Kyle's card and he's picked Alistair Black on it uh, yeah he did put in the text dream versus no yep. name and I would yes. have considering current situations I thought it would have just been no name versus no name from Kyle yes but the match it's, I loved that programme going into it with Velveteen Dream looking for infamy of sorts creeping up on Black when he was doing his entrance at Full Sail uh, and how that sort of as far as I'm aware that was Dream's first takeover and it was a bit of a coming out party because whenever Whenever Dream had a takeover match, it was time to pay attention. Whether it was through their work rate, whether it was through costume entrances, whether it was through just general pomp and circumstance of it all. And I think that won a vote for NXT's Feud of the Year 2017, even though it lasted a matter of weeks, a month if not. So that shows the impact that that feud had, especially given what else was going on in 2017. So good stuff there. Mm-hmm. Thoroughly enjoyed that pick. Uh, and the match itself. No, it was. It was. Obviously, things change and it's hard to watch stuff like that now, but it was good at the time. Another one with. Um, the Iron Moon match, that's not been. Uh, that's the first time as well. I mean. Again, there's nothing wrong with it at all. It's a really, really good match. Um, yeah, like I said, that entire, like I said, just that whole, like everything about those two. You know, I think when you when you think back on in, in women's NXT, like that's that's the thing that jumps out like immediately. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, these two. 
That was Respect, wasn't it? It was, yep. And it closed the show? Closed the show. That was the final of the Dusty Classic. What was it? Was it 2-1? Was it 3-2? Was it 4-3? I can't remember now. It was 3-2, I think. Right. One of the reasons that this might not be higher on other people's lists is because of the ending where Sasha only had to hold on for a, a few more seconds. I think she was in a ring, Rings of Saturn or something similar to that. And instead of just waiting four or five seconds, she called for the ref to, that she was tapping out. So it was a kind of a weird finish that way. But I suppose, if on the flip side, you could be like, she was in that much pain that she couldn't physically do it anymore. She just had to. She was just done. Aye. And and you've just got no concept of, oh my God, it's only five seconds, because those five seconds could feel like eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, the bit as well where Sasha Banks took Izzy's headband off. Yep. <sighs> I say just everything about that entire feud was it's magical. I mean, yeah, I mean, I know, I know, Gargano, Champa, probably yes, but this pound for pound is like in the top two or three, if not the very, very top feud in NXT history, in my opinion. I know Sammy and KO is going to get quite a bit of love as well. Those three probably come to mind, mm-hmm. but I think you can. You know, Sasha and Bailey, without a doubt, is the best women's NXT feud. Some of the best matches, well, in my opinion, it's got the best match. Um, but it still, it still rivals a lot of the things that the men done. It's certainly from a, a storyline aspect as well. It was quite fitting like, that the the name of that takeover was respect because although they'd been at each other's throats before, that did end up being about respect, especially with the end where Banks got the the send off. With the flowers and stuff like that. Yep, yep. And it was, like I said, she always thought the entire thing was basically like Bailey wasn't good enough and, you know, Sasha kind of demeaned her a lot and, you know, ridiculed her and stuff like that. So she just, like, ultimately had no respect for her mm-hmm. because in her eyes she, she didn't deserve it. With uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn pick, where there was little respect at all shown, it's not it's not up there in one of my favourites for title matches, but it certainly left a message. That was see when you think about it, Kevin Owens was put over super hard very early on in his NXT career. I mean he was there six months, that says it all, and he was a champion between that time. See that's it's mind boggling that you said he was he was there for six months. I know. Because I mean, you think of some of the stuff, or the feuds, like, obviously the stuff with Finn, the stuff with Sammy, obviously he was involved in Joe debuting as well, mm-hmm. and he was still NXT champion when um, when he made his quote-unquote main roster debut as well. Even so this feud, stuff with TV Cena, feud, like, he had a TV feud with Alex Riley, which was like, shit hot. Yeah, yeah like I said, I saw... He's still one of the guys you think of when you think of NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously this feud with Sami Zayn obviously carried over to the main roster and stuff like that. There's a history there pre-NXT as well. Um, he just so, destroyed them. Yeah, exactly. And and that was a yeah, thingy, prize fighter Kevin Owens. Like, the absolute very best version of Kevin Owens. Uh, agreed, agreed. And like I say, is that... that Maybe the match itself, like you, 
you say there's been better, but I think the whole story behind it all and the genuine hatred and animosity between the two of them, um, and let's say by referee stoppage again, it just ties into the whole brutal prize fighting Kevin Owens who just d- didn't give a shit. Aye. Like you remember, remember how many times he laughed about um, when he walked past Atami in the parking lot. I <laughs> know, right. just didn't break stride, which is like that's a shame. Like, you really are a piece of shit. I still don't know if it really was him, though, that did that. Oh. So, the last one that Kyle got put on that has been different from others is uh, Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bate from Chicago. Now, I was I really wanted to put this one in. I really, really did. It just so happens that um, I wanted to have the War Games match in mine. But this was one of those ones that it passed that test where I had to text Ricky and say, you have to watch this match. And... I was quite enamoured with Pete Dunne at the tournament uh, in January that year. Just the heel work and the character development that was off from the off straight away. Tyler Bate won. I remember thinking when Tyler Bate won that title the first time. I thought, mm, I don't know if I would have given it to him. But it all came, it was worth it in the end to see that amazing match at TakeOver Chicago. They killed each other and it was so satisfying to see that something like that on the big stage. Yeah, exactly. I think that was, if you hadn't sort of began to take notice of the UK scene, I think those two certainly helped it. Obviously, the guys like Zack Sabre Jr. and Will Ospreay and a few others, and obviously it drew now, but I think that was the moment where, even though those two says it, it was like like everyone moving back, everyone was like applauding and saying that was a great job and stuff like that. Um, and I think it showed that there's some true elite wrestlers over on these parts and, and they're every bit as good as anyone over in the States or anywhere else around the world kind of thing yep. um, and obviously those two having history etc as well I would probably agree with you um, may not have gone with Tyler Bate but but when would we have got like the Pete Dunne long reign after that I don't know Um but yeah, like I say, this overall, this was just an absolute, an amazing, amazing match because, yeah, because it was unexpected as well, just in the sense that, like, the fact that they got a takeover, it was Chicago as well, in front of a, a hardcore fan base. Um, and the fact that they could have shut the bed and it didn't, and they produced, like, a high quality match. A match that people still talk about, like, today, and, like, well, that match was great, and, you don't even say it was always oh, an NXT UK match. No, you, you say it's great just in comparison to any other NXT match. Mm-hmm. The, it might still be my favourite takeover match for the UK title, including the UK takeovers as well. Mm-hmm. It's just—I know there's not been many, but it was. Stupendous. But there's been a fair. There's actually there's been a couple of great UK takeover matches, like about four or five, like. Like really, like fuck, that was great stuff. Aye, top tier. Um, yeah, because I can think of a few straight away. Even on on the first UK pay per view, for me there was like two outstanding matches on that card. Three probably actually. Um, the tag match, Finn and Finn and um, Devlin in the women's match, mm-hmm. and then in Cardiff you had that, t- that ladder match was insane. Oh. Uh, Volter and 
and Tyler Bay and involving Pete Dunn at New York. So we've had a we've had a fair few. Um Yeah, so great, great match. Great match and a good a right solid card there. Yep. So we'll move on to Rab Ropes is here. Um the uh I'll go in order, but there's obviously ones that we've talked about before, so we'll talk about the ones that haven't been popping up. So first random match is Sami Zayn versus Nakamura at Dallas. Second random match is the Women's War Games match. Love to talk about that in a minute. We've got the New Orleans Ladder match. The tag team titles, Portland, Bruiserweights versus Undisputed Era. Women's title, Brooklyn, Bailey and Sasha Banks. And for the NXT title, Andrade versus Gargano. Now, that Portland match is popping up. That Portland match is popping up all over the place. Yeah, and you weren't, and you weren't a fan of it. I, that is not true. It's just, <laughs> I'm just surprised that that's been people's favourites out of others. That's all. Yeah, I think it's, a, it's it's probably one of the top two NXT tag matches. Top two or three tag match ever. Well, that would seem to be the case from what have been picked so far from both guests and listeners. But I think if you just ask people generally, but because I think obviously there's a strategy involved in this, could you kind of try to fit certain people in Mm -hmm. and how you'd go about it? Um, I mean, let's talk about. uh, So there's two matches there. The war games. Oh, and I know, I know, James picked this match, but I mean, I'm always wanting to talk about Almas and Gargano because I said it last week, and I think I said it off air. This was, this in my opinion, is the best NXT match I've ever seen. Uh, in the moment when James we were talking about it, I was like, why didn't I put this on my card if I think it is the greatest? And the reason why I couldn't is because I think I messed my card up in the sense that when we were discussing it sorry Rob we'll get back to you in a second um, when we were discussing it I thought one of the matches had to be a blood feud so I was like automatic well my blood feud has to be Gargano and Champa so automatic ruled out Gargano and Almas but it turns out now that's not the case and it could be any two random matches because I could have had the NXT UK match and then I could have had Nakamura and Sami Zayn mm-hmm. but yeah for me best NXT match ever um, and then the women's war game as well, which was it was good. I just didn't like certain aspects of it. Aye, well, we've, I remember we had a wee debate about that part. What part? The fact that Rhea went over when it was two against four. Yes, did not like that at all. <laughs> it's, it's not. The, I hated that. It's not the first time something like that's happened, and it certainly won't be the last. I know, and another thing that kind of annoyed me about it, and I say it all the time, was that, uh, who was at the top? Was it was it Io Shirai? It was at the top, Kate. I can't remember what she did on the bottom. I think it was. And she can, she flew off the top of the cage. I mean, what, everybody was just standing down there waiting on her, and I'm like, jeez, I fucking hate that. Like, it look, at least pretend that you're, like, fighting one amongst each uh-huh. other and just have one eye on her, but they're all kind of just standing, hovering about waiting. I hate that shit. But the match itself was really, really good. Oh, it was I just amazing. didn't like I just didn't like the fact that we are at least even had like two people on it and they still managed to dethrone Shane, etc. 
Because that was Shayna's team was fucking outstanding. I know it's quite devastating when you think about it. Io, Kaylee Ray, Shayna, and, and Bianca. And Bianca, fuck's sake! <laughs> like, come on, that's what annoyed me. If I'm honest, uh, I don't care. I mean, like I'm saying, it, like if if I take out the fact that it annoyed me, like it's, it was a great, it's a great match. Like, I can't knock it you too had, much, but like I say it's just that thing. It just kind of annoyed me. You had the whole Dakota Kai Tegan Knotts thing going on during it. Well, that was fucking great. And see what was great. This is why I love these war games. It's the build up to it, and the women I think benefited from a better build than the men this year. With this was just before or round about the start of NXT going on two hours in USA, so it was just women's division overload, and you had all these matches building up to the women's war games match. One of which being a ladder match between Mia Yim and Io Shirai, and that was a violent, violent yep. match. Mia Yim busted open; her back must have exploded into a thousand tiny pieces. And then Kaylee Ray coming in to say, "I'm coming to America for a wee, a wee wrestle, ladies." Just that was awesome. Just great from start to finish. Loved it. The whole build, everything, especially the win. <laughs> so what I'm going to do is we've talked about Rabs and we've talked about Kyle's. Those are the only ones that I've got from here. Will we move over to the Twitter questions now? Go for the Twitter questions, or do you want to give me one that you've got from a private message? Um. Leave that one to the end. Okay. <laughs> Gee, I wonder why. Well, I'll explain the circumstances around it. Right, well, we'll get there. So, from the Twitter questions we have, first up, again, this isn't in any particular order. I'm just going with what appears on the thread. Sorry, two seconds. How many? I've not looked at the thread. How many do we have? About f- between five and seven. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, it sounds like six, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, it says seven comments underneath it so we'll just see what happens so we've got Muzza at Murray144 he's went for it should be called the NXT Takeover Glasgow because it should happen here Uh, title match that's the name of his takeover (laughs) Uh, Revival versus American Alpha from Takeover Dallas Joe Coffey versus Dave Mastiff the NXT Takeover Cardiff the last man standing match women's title match Oh, he's went for the he's went for the fatal four way. Charlotte Flair, Bailey, oh, Sasha right. Banks, Becky Lynch. Nice. Tasty. Uh, and he's got Adam Cole versus Ricochet for the North American Championship. Mm-hmm. UK title, Walter versus Tyler Bate. And the championship is ladder match, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens. There's a few sneaky That sneaky... was the Brooklyn one. Yeah, Brooklyn one. Have we spoken about that? Yes, I Rans, think we have. Yep. It. There's a few sneakies on here. Right, first of all, first of all, Mastiff and the guy we used to love. Aye. Um, no name. Like, that's not, that's not like an all-time great, right? But it's a, and it sounds really stupid, 
but it's just it was just an awesome fucking fight. I got exactly what, what I mean? wanted from that match. Exactly what I wanted. Ex- yes, exactly. I knew we weren't going to get like a current. What you were just wanting is just two big meaty men just beating each other, meat slapping meat. That's it, and that's exactly what we got. Um, I can't yeah, fault that. Like I, said, I, 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 I was I was more than satisfied watching that match. I thought it was fucking. It was just like I say, it was just two big guys just knocking fuck at one another. Oh, the memories that are now tainted. Piece of shit. Thankfully, Big Dave Mastiff still seems to be an okay guy. That's it. It's because he has a legend. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we get a lot of Dave Mastiff squash matches so um, James can enjoy them. <laughs> right. Another one that hasn't appeared as much as the Fatal 4-Way for the women's title. I was yep. blown away with this match and I'm glad to see this one get some love. Some unbelievable sequencing going on uh, all four women got to show their strengths it was part of that 2015 where it was just near enough every takeover had an excellent women's match on it top notch pick yeah like I say surprised at it um, not many it's the first time we've, we've spoke about it Um <sighs> And the fact that it's a four horsewoman as well. Uh, no, like uh, that's, it was it was really really good. And that like I say, we we when you think about NXT, and you actually when you think about NXT women, you never really think of Charlotte and Becky, especially not Becky. Um, mm-hmm. You normally think about Sasha and Bailey, but it's nice to see this is it's been picked. Uh, I wasn't expecting it. Like I genuinely thought it would come down to like probably a combination of Bailey and Sasha, one of those matches, and Ember and Asuka, uh-huh. uh, and that's about it. But it, like I said, it's nice to see this on the card. It's nice. It's nice to see not everyone's producing the same kind of card because that's what we worried about. And I know a lot of the cards are a lot of the cards look the same but it's nice to see one or two like wrinkles in there one or two Aye. different things that's why we're focusing on those picks tonight because yep. I mean people might get bored of us talking about Banks versus Bailey in Brooklyn do you know what I mean mm-hmm. uh, and Walter versus Tyler Bate and all that stuff so another one We've, we have discussed Finn Balor and Kevin Owens I think it's yep. just one I need to watch again because I remember being totally Emotionally exhausted watching that, so I need to give it some proper love. So I, yeah, I mean, that's that because again. it was on the same card as Thingy. Yep, Banks and Bailey. Yep. But one that does stand out here, and it's nice to see that it's not been, it's not the ladder match, it's Adam Cole versus Ricochet for the North American yep. title. This was the one. That's when the one where obviously Cole hit the, the, the super kick as. Mm-hmm. Because she done him in sort of the rope. That's right. Yeah. If you're looking that. for moments in matches, that's definitely one where you're like, oh, wait a minute here. Oh, definitely. Like, definitely. Even on the replay, you were still like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> there was quite a few of those moments during that match. And probably, like, it was either going to be the North Mountain title match or, or this, in my opinion. Um, that's the two that kind of stand out. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's it's a it's a real good pick and a real really good really really good um, 
match. Um, I think this was the second North American title match, wasn't it? Yes. This was a f- on pay per view anyway. As far Sorry? as on pay per view anyway, I. Yep, yep, yep. There might have been the odd TV match. I'm not too sure. In fact, if I remember correctly, Cole got called out for not really defending it that often. So that might have been why Cole mm-hmm. just got it taken off him. So I, I, I have to say I do enjoy that pick and I'm not just giving Muzz a love because he voted for mine in the Facebook poll. Not at all. <laughs> so we're moving on to at EdderSZ, the Beast of Oz. Uh, so we've got the Sami Zayn versus Neville NXT title match. A lot of love for that one. We've got another another entry for the Iron Woman match for the women's title. This is quite a different card, actually. Uh, tag team titles: Revival versus AOP versus DIY. The, yep. six, the three-way, and we've got the North American Ladder match. Another women's war games shout. He must have loved the ending, just like you, Ricky. Yep. And Tyler Bate versus Pete Dunn at Takeover Chicago. So the one that sort of stands out for me there is the tag team title match, Revival, AOP and DIY. What are your thoughts and memories on this one? Hmm. It's funny, right? Is it because they're getting carried or because in the ring with such great wrestlers? But DIY have been involved... Sorry, not DIY. Offers of Pain... um, been kind of involved in a couple of real classic tag matches on NXT. That's fair. Um, well, I maybe because obviously they're in there with such great talent. Um, but the guys of that size, that you know, you can't really expect them to do certain things. Obviously, but I, I, I from what I remember, this match, I still enjoyed it. Um, this was when Officer Payne still had uh, Paul Ellering as well. Mm-hmm. No, it was, it was it was a good match. It is, it is, it is. Um, and like you say, it's, it's nice to see this being picked as well because it's not one that I gave consideration to. No, I, I think I was just a mark when I watched this one because I remember raging that AOP went on to win it. <clears throat> And it basically mm-hmm. did take my enjoyment out of the show. And I know you're not supposed to enjoy when the heels win, but I just think when you had those clinics that DIY and um, Revival had put on, and then these guys come into the mix, which is fair enough, you've got a revolving door of talent there, just didn't sit right fully with me for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember AOP not too long before that, they'd powerbombed a, a squashed, in a squash match, they powerbombed one guy onto someone else, lifted the other guy up who was clearly out cold and they were still trying to jelly him about the ring. It was just a really bad look and I'm surprised they weren't taken off TV just to learn a wee bit about health and safety. Um, I mean, they had several of those kind of moments. Uh-huh. This was... Was this the one in Orlando? Uh, see, when it comes to the Big Four, I'm quite bad with the names of where they are, so I'm not sure. I'm sure this was Orlando. Sure, it was. I think it was. It was. It was. That was Mania weekend. Aye, Mania, so it would have been. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was a good match. I said, and I think that probably gets lost in the shuffle because, like, there's been so many great, like, borderline five star class matches, tag team matches on NXT uh-huh. that you're bound to forget one or two of them just because there's so many. See, there was a moment in this match where I like to respect that the DIY and Revival had for each other because they were copying each other's moves, trying to take out AOP. Mm-hmm. And it was after all that AOP, DIY and Revival have been through together. A big beast has come along and they've got to work together. Put their differences aside, even if it's just for five minutes, and pull off the, the sort of tandem offence. So that was quite nice to see. That's it. Like we have, we have a common enemy. We hate each other, but we have a common enemy who we must take out because they're a big threat kind of thing. Yeah. So I did appreciate it with that side, and again, it might be one of those ones I'll need to rewatch to fully appreciate now. But at the time, I was just ah, fuck AOP. Hmm. So I'm going to move on. Um, oh, I'm just trying to. My phone's playing up here. Give me a second, ladies and gents. Um, and we've talked about the Pete Dunne Tyler Bate match as well. So moving on to Imp, friend of the show from WrestlingHeadlines.com at the Damn Implicant. Um, oh, another one sneaking in there. We've got Team Ripley versus Team Baszler Women's War Games match. The Revival versus American Alpha NXT Takeover Dallas. Keith Lee versus Dijak for the North American Championship Takeover Portland. Asuka versus Ember Moon. Rance must have sent Imp some money in PayPal. Uh, he's went for the Brooklyn 3 match between Asuka and Ember, Boon, Ember Moon. Finn Balor. Eh? I was just laughing at your error. Yeah, <laughs> error. I am basically a walking, talking error tonight. Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens for the ladder match and the unsanctioned match between Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. Now, that's a very, very strong looking card right there. Is there any fault in it at all, apart from the fact that a title match doesn't finish it? Not my gripe, that's yours. No. I mean, title match should always close. <laughs> unless it's Undertaker retirement in WrestleMania. Um, no, like... We've spoke about every single one of these matches, haven't we? I don't think so. Let me just double check. We've, I mean, we talked about Dijak and Keith Lee when that was my pick. Let me just double check here. I think we've spoke about them all. We have. We've talked about Takeover Dallas. That's popped up a few times. I mean, it's nothing against Dimp's card. We've, I know we're giving some listeners more um, airtime than others, but we've went over these many times before. But it's a solid pick. All six of them. The ladder match. The ladder match is popping up quite a few times as well. I thought that would happen, though. Right, let's see. Sorry, ladies and gents, I'm having some really awful phone problems at the moment. Um, Give me a second. Talk amongst yourselves, Ricky. Tell the listeners a joke. Um... Have you heard of this podcast? It drops every single Wednesday night. Yeah. Podcast. Fucking terrible. 
<laughs> one of the guys is one of the guys is good the other guys <laughs> looking to replace him you're a you're a so and so had to close the windows there and now the room is stuffy as hell you had to close them because the lights are on and moths it's going to attract moths and midges etc alright listen ladies and gents this no, is... the only person that knows what midges are is mother and every other person is going to be sitting there thinking what the fuck is that oh. right sorry about this has been the, what, maybe the worst two minutes in Rick and Clive history so I do apologise but just to let you know that I might put you over with several points on your card. Right, moving on to TakeOver Newey from At Sir Sam. Um, we've got here North American title Ricochet versus Adam Cole. That's nice to see pop up. Sa- uh, Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Then we have The Revival versus DIY, two out of three falls. Pete Dunne versus Walter, UK Championship. Bailey Sasha Banks. Oh, and Finn Balor Samoa Joe for the NXT title. Now, we've talked about the other five quite a bit, but Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe was a a special number. Very special. We spoke about the two or three falls. Somebody picked that before? Surely someone must have. I don't think we have, actually. I don't think we have. Go for it, then. Tell me your thoughts. I mean, we'll take we'll go with uh, the the Joe and Finn Balor match first. Right. There was they had like that feud. Remember, and that feud was really, really good. And Joe won the title like at a random fucking NXT house show. Remember? That's right. I do. I think that was after this Dallas match, though. I think it was. And what was the match that Joe got busted open? It was this Dallas one. That's what, um, was it the Dallas one? Ah. Okay, I wasn't sure if it was like a random, sort of normal uh, takeover one, and that happened very early on in the match, did it not? I think that just added to it. Oh, it did. Um, no, this was fucking great. Like that entire, I thought that entire uh, Joe and uh, Finn feud was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to sort of off it, off this match a bit, like the whole Joe winning a random NXT show kind of annoyed me. I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. Um, it would have been nice to actually see that uh, at a bigger stage mm-hmm. um, no this was a great match TakeOver Dallas what was that 2016 that ha- yep. that is the same that was the same one as Nakamura and Sammy, Sammy. and um, Revival and American Alpha. Alpha that was a stupendous TakeOver that Dallas one and it was Ask and Bailey. Not too bad, that, but not not their best. I can't remember. Was that, that wasn't that was that was Asuka Bailey two, wasn't it? No, Asuka Bailey two one, was one? the SummerSlam takeover. Right, yeah, so it was Brooklyn two. Yep. But yep. So see, got... sorry. See, what I loved obviously was Samoa Joe getting busted open, but I remember. Not- Say goodbye to your credit card rewards, greedy corporate. 
corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Not been a big fan of the London match that they had. I thought mm-hmm. Finn Balor's Jack the Ripper costume was pretty shit, to be honest with you. <laughs> and then he came out in Texas with a chainsaw, and you heard it before his music kicked in, and the whole take Leatherface stuff. And he came yep. out and was like, oh my god, this is amazing. That was like, I was well pumped for it even before the match started, because obviously you've always got your eyes on da- um, Finn Balor's entrances at that time and that mm-hmm. was a cut above the rest for me personally and then the stage was set with Samoa Joe getting busted open shouting at the ref to let him continue it's just that that set the tone that was a, a right grisly affair that one and I really enjoyed it yeah I know that was a great match great match so the takeover 2 out of 3 falls match Toronto Toronto to uh, Revival versus DIY this was you're, I think you're right and this is the first time I've read it out and if that's the case that's quite shocking because that is maybe it's because you've got Johnny Gargano in so many great singles matches and the Undisputed Era I've got lots but this this was a moment in time this match just perfect it was exactly what the Revival are doing now with the FTR this whole we are the best tag team we do tag team wrestling the way it should be done in DIY we're trying to buck that trend and it was one of those feuds that needed two out of three falls. I know it's a signature of NXTs, but that was needed. And just that that last last minute, beautiful a beautiful sight. If I got a painting in my house, it would be of that last minute. <laughs> was was this a match where the Dawson and Wilder were kind of holding on to each other, like preventing each other from tapping? Uh huh. Yes. That was that that image alone was fucking excellent. Mm. It just kind of. I know it's kind of it's been done at times, but that it just ties into that whole old school tag wrestling feel that the revival have always had. Mm-hmm. That a proper tag team, they're always working together. Uh, I absolutely fucking love the revival. So did I. I think Still that, love them. I think they're fucking great. I think they're um, the best tag team in the world. <laughs> I apart for that. I'm enjoying I'm enjoying what's going on with them on Dynamite at the moment. See, I'm a, I'm a believer that I don't think just because a big deb- you have someone debuting that they automatically straight away go get a title shot like fucking Brody Lee done and um, Cage done. I like what they've done with Revival. Make your way through the division and mm-hmm. just start like going through it to where you ultimately get the tag titles. Now, we all know, and I'm kind of going off topic here, but we all know what the end road is or what the match is that we're like, you're ultimately waiting for. The Revival versus the Bucks. That's the one we're waiting on. Well, and that will happen at some point, but that will happen with the titles on the line. I don't necessarily think it needs to have the titles because I think people can't wait for that, but it will just make it make the match feel that little bit more prestigious. While I couldn't care less about the Bucks, 
and in turn not really bothered about that match. I know it's eventually going to happen, but I'm just enjoying seeing FTR um, sort of disrespect Lucha Wrestling with taking off masks and being a spanner in the works with regards to Omega and Adam Page. Adam Page is siding with them. It's good to see. Did you see that bit where they signed a contract and Page brought out the whiskey, the bourbon, and they were he was pouring drinks and Arn Anderson saying not anymore. Mm-hmm. Oh, I shouldn't have laughed at that, but I did hard. Right. I can do a Bible. Moving on. That was a good card, though. Oh, a very good card. This is actually starting to get pretty difficult. Nui, obviously, in reference to where he's from. Yep. So, we have... From the main man who has been Skyping me some silly messages as we've done this, it's NXT TakeOver Only When It's Safe To Do So by Mags, Darren Kirkby. Uh, got the NXT title match, Sami Zayn versus Adrian Neville. Another one for Asuka versus Ember Moon at Brooklyn 3. Uh, tag title match, first time it's been picked, but I'm very glad to see it get some love. Undisputed Era versus Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch. Uh, North American title match Johnny Gargano versus Ricochet Tyler Bate versus Walter and for a rando match Alistair Black versus Adam Cole which was as far as I'm aware just like a a weapons match extreme rules, whatever you want to call it Uh, Adam Cole took a Death Valley driver of sorts onto two erect chairs he Mm. received a meteora through uh, through a commentary table I adored this match and I pointed out to him on Twitter I said I'm so glad this match got picked that was a stupendous match that was that's what won me over with Adam Cole not that I wasn't won over before I just didn't because he was stuck in the grouping stuff this was his first singles match that really caught my attention and it was a cracker no it was but you know what match stands out here for me hmm that North American title match. I know, I know. I remember you were you were talking to me about this, and you you were a big fan of it. It was it was funny. It was scrappy. Sorry. It was scrappy, and considering the the talent, the precision of both of them, for them to pull off a scrappy match was quite wonderful. I love that shit. <laughs> I, know. I absolutely love that shit. Like it shouldn't always look beautiful and perfect. Mm-hmm. It just shouldn't, in my eyes, because I understand that people say it's all entertainment and it's choreographed, etc., etc., but I need it to look at times like it's two guys just, just throwing bombs and the technique and ability and stuff like that just goes out the window. And it's just, just you know, how you just imagine like two sluggers just let, letting punches go and might not look pretty, but it's fucking entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very good. It's fun. No, very fucking good. Might have been like. NXT match of the year, well, certainly in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because we talk about. I remember when we started this NXT one, we were like, "Not going to have too much, too many matches to pick from from a North American title," which is true. But the quality of those matches are unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like that's already like four or something tonight we've mentioned, but like. Oh lord, they were so good. <laughs> lordy, lordy. You know, so that's a that's a 
it's a damn good pay per view as well. The the Burks and Lorcan match were undisputed era. This is at the height the, of Roddy Strong being involved in the tag team championship scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lorcan, you know what this guy's like. He's just a thousand miles an hour, grabbing people's beards and slapping the shit out of them. Uh, I think this opened the, that pay per view. I think so. That was that was a cracking yeah, match. I think they complemented Strong and O'Reilly really, really well. Just so fast-paced, so frenetic, mm-hmm. um, hard-hitting. And then there was a bit that I popped for when someone was in a... Both of them were in a um, submission hold, but Lorcan just sort of somersaulted onto Birch and whoever was submitting him, and they just yeah. crashed into each other. I was like, oh, yes, give me it. And there was blockbusters, there was just somersaults over the ropes. What, the, the DVD, the video shop? Aye, shout out to Blockbuster. Apparently, there's one coming back somewhere in Scotland. <laughs> I just said Blockbuster oh. on a poster coming soon. It's like, oh well, there we go. Fantastic. That's made your night, hasn't it? Oh, the VHS, VHS tapes. Yep, the wrestling Brilliant. ones. People, I know we're going way off topic there, but people growing up nowadays, you just don't fucking understand like how shit your lives are. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, I would hate to grow up during this time. I, I honestly see like the stuff that we had when we were growing up as kids, man. That shit was fucking awesome. None of this Instagram and Facebook shit, selfies. It was. Uh, I know, but you didn't have podcasts back in the day. I didn't own a phone until I was like 18. A mobile phone. That's quite surprising. No, honestly, it was. Do you not remember like having to go to your friend's house and knock on the door to see if they were going to come out? Or phone their house? Aye, and you remembered phone numbers? Mm hmm. That's it. You remember every It's funny because even this day, me and my pals, it was a couple of months ago, we were talking, and they were like, whose number is this? And it was somebody put a number out and immediately everyone turned and goes, it's his. And then everyone, they just started putting everybody else's numbers into the group and be like, how do you remember this stuff? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, anyway, sorry. Sorry. Um, don't, but don't, no. Just apologise for saying that all the listeners have got a shite life, that's all. No, I mean, not all listeners. I'd imagine, I can't imagine we've got many, like, 10-year-old listeners. If any. I mean, like, the younger kids. Yeah. Eight to eighteen demo. That's it. The all important demo. <laughs> right. um, no, this match like it started like frenetically and just it just maintained that pace. And like he says, this was when undisputed era really took it to another level. Yeah. And that's no no disrespect to Bobby Fish, right? But you know, Bobby Fish, Roddy Strong. There's no comparison there. There's none. Sorry, Roddy Strong. Uh, Roddy Strong, Kyle Riley were just. Instantly better, and we're just instantly great. But it didn't even seem to be a period where it was like mm, these guys need to kind of get on a get on the same page and, and work it out and see how it goes. It was first match, you were like, "Wow, bang!" Like it seems like these guys have been tag team, they've been in a tag team for years. Mm-hmm. Brutal. So we're moving on to uh, Miss Fan at Spectral Gent. I think we've got two more on Twitter. Uh, at, spect- at Spectral Gent right first up we've got the 2 out of 3 falls match for the tag titles then we've got Sami Zayn versus Nakamura take over Dallas North American title ladder match 
Walter versus Pete Dunn, one of your favourites, NXT mm-hmm. TakeOver New York. And then two new entries into the women's and men's titles. We've got the triple threat from this year's In Your House TakeOver, Io Shirai, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley, which I was a huge fan of. I thought that was arguably the... Not even arguably, it was by far and away the best match of that TakeOver, in my opinion. And a dark horse here, Bobby Roode versus Hideo Itami, NXT TakeOver Chicago. I will admit, I've not got much of a memory of that, but I did say to Ms. Fan in a reply, he's like, oh, that's a, that's a cheeky wee selection there. I'll need to go back and watch that one. What are your thoughts on it? Once you finish drinking your drink? Um, Bobby Roode, I, I really liked him in NXT because he was so different mm-hmm. from everyone else. Uh, he had this. I know people can say it was boring or whatever, but he had a slightly slower work pace, and it was it was like an old school feel to it. But, I mean, let's be honest about it. The one reason, and probably the only reason alone, we remember Bobby Roode in the NXT. Well, had like the greatest entrance music ever. True, but if I was to pick any Bobby Roode match for this, I would have picked the first one against Nakamura. It's nothing against the Atami match, it's just I've not got much mm-hmm. of a memory of it, but that Rude Nakamura feud was very good, I thought. Yep. Bobby Rude's run was actually kind of, I think, maybe underappreciated and maybe went under the radar a little bit. Good point, actually. I think I, I agree think, with you. I then. think his NXT stuff was actually really, really good. Uh-huh. Uh, even when he was feuding with Drew McIntyre, he had, uh, at the time, babyface Roderick Strong nipping at his, feel, his heels. Yep. That was... Bobby did, did some great stuff in NXT, when you think about it, actually. No, he did. He really, really did. Um, should looking at this card. I think we spoke about every, every other match, haven't we? Just the, the triple threat, Charlotte Flair, Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. Oh, the recent one. There were... One or two issues I had with this, and that there was well, a. Did Charlotte come in as a champ? <laughs> no, no. This was taped as far as I'm aware, but there were a couple of bits where Io Shirai was about to fit, like she was about to do a sequence where she did something and then she was about to do the running knees, but the ref told her to stop so that the crowd could cheer up. Like, honestly, like you could not have got rid of that. See, that's the thing, right? See, when you've got tape matches, like, they should be, like, five-star classic Aye, matches I'm sorry, all the fucking time. that's unforgivable. Uh, it is. Like, unless you're going for, like, a scrappy, like, feel to the match, then it's different. But all these tape matches should be utterly, utterly flawless. Yeah. Because you can just be like, wait, up, run that back. That's let's all we need it. to do. Let's, you know. So... That aside... I thought the match was excellent and it's probably the best women's match I've seen on a takeover for quite some time. And I know we had Charlotte versus Rhea at WrestleMania weekend. Very good. But before that, I mean, the best NXT women's match for a good, good, good few months was probably when Rhea won it, but that was on TV. So that's a... a There was a period... Sorry, Nubo. That's a solid pick in my book, that triple threat Mm -hmm. match. And as great as Shayna was, there was a period, and you hated it, when her two sidekicks constantly got involved, because they were like, you don't need to do this, like, it's just happening too much. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't add to it. They took away from it. Like, you know, like, like at one point for me, Shayna lost her aura. And where she was just manhandling or womanhandling people. And then that had gone. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree with that sentiment. That it'd been a little while before we'd seen, like, some great women's NXT title matches. But this was a, this was a really, really good match. Like, mm-hmm. I suppose my gripe is obviously that Charlotte came in as a champ. And it's like, why did we need to do that? You know, yeah. there's just probably no need for it. I think in retrospect, I don't really see... I don't really see why it was done. Mm-hmm. But it's been done now, so... And we got a really good match. So if it was, if anything, if Charlotte came in and gave us two really good takeover matches, then fair dues. Yep. Um, so that's a nice wee pick, that. Nice wee card that sort of makes you stop and think about it. Last up on Twitter, we have Gareth. That's at RHW Gareth. Um, he called us a fascinating game. So thanks for the, thanks for the putting us over there, Gareth. We've got one here that stood out from the rest because we spoke about them. So we have Bate versus Walter. Takeover Cardiff, Gargano Champa, unsanctioned, North American ladder match, uh, Revival versus American Alpha at the end takeover, uh, Bailey Sasha Banks at Brooklyn and Sami Zayn versus Adrian Neville. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, the takeover the end was the two out of three falls match between these two, is that right? Can you confirm that or was that on TV? Sorry. Sorry, I was doing something. I was looking at the the scores. Um, what match was that? The revival versus American Alpha uh, to take over the end. I'm pretty sure that was a take a two out of three falls match, and it was a right tense affair as well. Yep. I remember because um, there wasn't a there wasn't a pinfall in that one for a good. I would say seventy percent of the match. I can't remember this. <laughs> you'll remember it when I tell you that this is when the Authors of Pain debuted, and you'll also remember as well where the revival had Chad Gable up for the the death device thing. What's it called? Legion of Doom's move. Ah, uh, yes. The Doomsday. Um, yep. No, this wasn't the two out of three. Was it not? Nope. Well, no, it wasn't. OK, I take every bit of that back then. But I do know that AOP debuted at this and it was when they were doing a doomsday device but Chad Gable, Chad Gable caught Dash Wilder and basically belly to belly suplexed them off of Dawson's mm-hmm. shoulders. That they, they, that they had such a good feud, those two teams. Uh-huh. Um, like, that was... Like some of the best tag team wrestling you'll, wrestling you'll ever see. Mm-hmm. Like at one point, like they were like two of the best tag teams in the world. Like maybe two of the top three or four. Um, and we actually got to witness them. Not even just have a couple of. I had to have like a series of matches. Yeah. It's just it's kind of sad now when you think about it, just how it's all went, especially for American Alpha. It's only Chad Gable that's left now in WWE. And they could do so much more with him. I think they've turned him heel recently, as far as I'm aware. And then he attacked Matt Riddle, did he not, the other day? 
and then Seamus basically just took his head off. <laughs> I'm all for seeing Seamus take people's heads off, I've got to admit. The bro kick. Love a bro kick. I know, it's devastating. Yeah, I'm going to look at this card properly. Right, so that is the Twitter ones that we've got. I'm just going to go through them just to double check that I've not missed one. Um, so thanks for the people that have posited their entries so far. This has been a good wee chat about, and I'm glad that there has been quite some variety in it as well. Because as you said, we that were a wee bit worried. That last card is pretty much, sorry, last card is the exact same as mine, bar one match. The takeover the end? Yeah. A great match. Great card. Great match, great card, great listener for calling this a fascinating game. So that concludes the Twitter ones, and we've got one more that I believe yes. Ricky has. Have you got it yet? You want to tell it's the story NXT, behind this yep, one? It's called NXT Takeover. Such good shit. Right. <laughs> it's from one half of Keeping It Strong Style, and it's Josh. Josh was pissed that he missed the last competition. He actually submitted it the day after. Um, so Josh, right, I'll tell you right now, Josh submitted this card, right, not long after we had stopped recording, to the point that Josh couldn't have listened to the podcast. Uh-huh. Like, it wasn't possible for him to listen to the podcast and then submit this card. And I shit you not, it is the exact same card as mine. <laughs> Just he's, he's he's changed it. He's changed it slightly. Um, just the order. He's went just the order. So Josh's order, which is important. He went with a North American title match, the ladder match, to open, followed by the tag team title match, Broserweights and Undisputed Era from Portland. Match number three is Tyler Bate versus Volta from Cardiff. Match four is Sasha Bailey uh, from Brooklyn. Uh, match 5 is the NXT title match Sammy versus Neville and to close the show he's went Gargano Champa from New Orleans so obviously you're a big fan of this card yep like <laughs> like I say it wasn't possible for Josh to listen to the podcast or for Josh to tell me his card and then I basically thought, like we didn't even there was no confirm or nothing. Because um, when it, when he submitted it, I looked at it and I was like, I thought, at first I thought he was just kind of taking a piss and I'm like, you couldn't have listened to the podcast. Like, how the fuck have you got that card? And then I was like, wait, that's my exact same card. And he was like, I haven't even listened to your podcast yet, Lexi, because it's not possible for him to go to that point. So, and the fact that we both just produced the same card, I we don't need to talk about it because we already spoke about it in mine and obviously I love this card because it's my card as well um, <laughs> and you're a Josh fucking Mark. awesome yeah we are we're clearly a mark for each other nah awesome card this is you know flawless flawless card in my mind what because in my mind if you look at it I think it's the best UK match in my opinion it's the best tag title match in my opinion it's the best ever NXT women's match I know that's the premise of the game to, to get the best cards, but sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it doesn't work out like that. Sacrifice them. Um, and arguably, like one of the top five NXT matches as well ever with Gargano Champa because that bout for years and years, years and years, that 
bout for a long ass time. I did. Because we were all waiting. Not even after the turn, not even building up to the turn, we're all waiting. When is someone, when is Champa going to turn? When is he turning? And then eventually did. And then obviously was hurt. And that just kind of added to it. Because mm-hmm. obviously part of you was kind of waiting for Johnny Gargano and Champa, but this Gargano still done a lot of interesting things while Gargano was away. Um, so yeah, like I went about that match and yeah, that the flawless card. So as far as I'm aware, we have ten entrants, seven on Twitter, two WhatsApp, one Facebook Messenger. That's correct, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So we've got ten and. I personally was not a fan of how the winner was picked last time. No, no diss to Jeremy at all. It's just that was stressful. And you know what I'm like with my stressful situations. So this time, the way the winner is going to be picked is we're going to pick the, ourselves included, the six people who have been involved in the last three weeks, excluding tonight. So we had Caleb, we had Jeremy, we had Josh, and we had Rance. And we've got Ricky and myself. We are going Josh, to be, you mean James? James, sorry. Uh, we have the. We're going to make a committee of these six people, and we're going to vote for who is the best. There will be a sort of ranking system. I won't bore you on the show with that, but I'll discuss that off here with the gents. And by next week, the winner of the this t-shirt giveaway will be announced on next week's show. We still haven't decided what the topic will be, but we're going to do the best ever fantasy something again. It's either going. Oh. What one is it you want to do next? The worst ever, like, to, to produce the worst ever pay-per-view would be quite fun. Right, let's go um, for it then. But I don't know, I will need to think about it. I think we need to think about it. Right, well, we won't spend too long thinking about it because we'll need to get some guests organised. I know Rich is wanting yep. a part of this bad boy. That's the thing, though. Like, Rich will be a part of that. Yeah, um, I'm going to get Mags on for this one as well, hopefully. Right, see, so we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out whether that's going to be this week or mm-hmm. whenever that will be, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it between ourselves. Why? We'll get that sorted. Uh, and the winner of this competition will be announced on next week's show. I've also got that other idea that I wanted to do, remember the one I ran past you a while back? Mm-hmm. The one with the different oh, promotions. Uh, I've got an idea who I want on for that as well, if we can get them on. I just send me a postcard after the show and we'll sort it out. That's it. So, quiz time? Yep. Before we start quizzing ourselves and doing some wrestling tests, let's talk about our testies and why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released a new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. The third generation trimmer, so you're talking like Randy Orton, The Rock, all those chaps and chapettes. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nicked free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. Um, I can test, I can attest to that. It was a very smooth experience. I'm only a wee bit itchy now and again, now and again mind you, but that doesn't, that's usually the case. In terms of actual sort of nicking accidents and blood and guts and all that shit, Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. I can tell you this is a premium service, and I mean premium, because if you've got a lot of a lot of bush down there, the battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can have a longer shave. 
and the water resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower why you'd want to do that when it's all matted and stuff like that I don't know, I think you need a, a dry pube personally speaking one of the coolest features is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming also I can test, attest to that they've also upgraded to a 7000 revs per minute motor with quiet stroke technology and let's not forget about that charging stand sleek, beautiful so you're more off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB although I have to say America, your plug sockets with your two prongs it's almost almost as bad as spelling colour without the U so if you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand because I finally did experience it firsthand and it works a treat. And it also came to my rescue when my normal day was the lawnmower 3.0 to sort of tidy up my face. I can confirm that I did tidy and clean and sanitise the lawnmower before using on my face. I don't have any sort of puberona virus or anything like that. So make sure to trim that junk of yours and get 20% off plus free shipping. If you go to manscaped.com and put in the, so, the suplex as the promo code, believe me, your balls and your chin and maybe some other people's chins will thank you. It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. Now, I've got some interesting, a wee interesting quiz for you this week. It started off it was going to be an NXT quiz. And I know that we're fed up of doing NXT quizzes. And for a laugh, I was going to do an Edge quiz because we're always talking about Edge quizzes. But this week, with the good news that Tyson Kidd has entered the ring again, has been running the ropes, it got me thinking. I can't do a quiz all about Tyson Kidd, but this quiz is going to be 10 questions based around the sort of extended Hart family. Does that make sense? Yep. So it's it's not the blood relatives of Stu, Brett, Owen, all uh, all those folk. It's the wives, it's the nephews, nieces, sort of maternal offspring, and all that stuff. So we've got ten questions here, right? Number one: Tyson Kidd and Yoshitatsu fought on NXT on a blank on a pole match. Name that blank. Shout out to Mags and the crew at Talk at the Table on Visionaries Global Media. I'd heard them talk about this this week. I thought that would be a great question. So, there was something on a pole match between Tyson Kidd and Yoshitatsu on NXT. What was that thing? Uh, It was either some sort of like like chain or I think there was a wee chain thing <laughs> or was it a wrestling figure oh and do you know what I'm going to give you a point for that it was a wrestling figure leg uh, ok so I'll give you it uh, number two how many tag titles has Tyson Kidd won in total in WWE alright Right. Right. <clears throat> How many did they have with Cesaro? But mm. 
had one with Davy Hart, and I know he definitely had one with Cesaro. I just don't know how many with Cesaro. One or two. Go on. I'll go Just, two. Is that your total answer? Total answer. The answer is three. A two is a zero. I think so. I can't. I've not got that information. Uh, number three. How many times was Davy Boy Smith Junior tag champs with Lance Archer? Uh, sorry, uh, New Japan. You mean just in New Japan, or how many times him and Lance Archer? Him and Lance Archer. How many times did David Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer were the New New Japan tag tramps? Can I phone a friend? No. This is the wrong quiz for that. Uh, Four. Incorrect. Three. Number four. What other Japanese promotion was Davy Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer tag tramps? There's another promotion in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um. Right, was either that one, what was the one thing he was in? What the fuck was a proportion called the Neville was in again? I fucking not remember that. Dragon Gate. Right, so it's not Dragon Gate then, so no. it's Noah. It is, correct. Number five, in 2009, the Talia Neidhart started a stable with husband soon-to-be husband Kid and Smith Jr. Name that stable. Hmm. So obviously you had Tyson, Kid and Davy Boy Smith Jr. and Natty was the manager. You all kind of kick yourself with this one. It was either the Hart Legacy or the Hart Dynasty. Yep, Hart Dynasty, well done. Number six, what first woman to ever accolade does Nafty have that is the same as The Rock and Randy Orton? So Natalia Neidhart was the first woman to, to do the same thing or be the same thing that Rock and Orton have or are. <laughs> Third generation star. Oh, well done, well done. Jim Neidhart's only Wrestling Observer Award was for being in a feud of the year in 1997. Name that feud. Singles or tag? It's kind of neither. Um, 
say the question again. In 1997, Jim Neidhart was involved in Wrestling Observer Awards Feud of the Year. 97? Mm-hmm. That's got to be Brett and Vince. No. Uh, you're kind of half there. Mm-mm. What else went down in 97? Well, when did I get... Did I get the Brett part right? You got the Brett part right. She's a thingy. What's his face? What's his face? <laughs> um, she, what's his bloody name? I, th- I don't know. We're talking about wrestling. It could be anyone. Uh, HPK? Nope. That was a year he turned heel, though. What the fuck? Who was that? Why did he turn heel? Will I put you out of your misery? No, because I'm a Bret Hart mark and I should know this. This was a big deal in 97. Guarantee. Eh? Why do I not remember that? Guarantee about 90% of our listeners are shouting at their phone right now. Because he was obviously going to WCW. Aye, but. Right, you've got 10 seconds. I want to go to my bed soon. Fuck's sake, that's when you had the great match with Taker and the Patriot and all that. You're going way oh, off I base. Can't, I can't. Yeah, I can't remember this. It, it was the Team Canada, Team USA. Fuck off. Ah, <laughs> you should see the rage on this man's face right now. He is absolutely raging. In what year was Jim Neidhart inducted into the Hall of Fame? Um. Two thousand twelve? Nope. Was I even close? Nope. Do you want a clue? Um aye. What decade was it? Well, the clue is that it was, as far as I'm aware, a posthumous induction. Was it? Mm-hmm. I think so. So now you just need to know when did when did Jim Neidhart die? Well, which was what like fucking uh, just uh, it might have been just over two years ago. So it was either what nineteen or twenty. I don't even know who went in in nineteen or twenty. So fuck it, we'll just say nineteen since that was the first one after he died. It was. Um, I don't pay attention to the fucking Hall of Fame. The only time I've took interest in Hall of Fame was when Kurt Angle came back. That was the time when that guy tackled Bret Hart. Fuck, so it was. And then fucking thingy gave my right, a right hook. That's right, big dash. Yes, that was awesome. See what the great thing about that was, right? <laughs> it was like, Shane McMahon was like one of the first people in the ring. I fucking loved that. And then we Drake Maverick was not too far behind either. Drake loves a scrap. 
Mate, last two questions. Steve Austin was a WCW tag team champion as one half of the Hollywood Blondes, which celebrated Stu Hart Dungeon Trainee was the other half. Pillman. Well done. What was Pillman's name in NWA slash WCW? Is this the last question? It is. No, a question where you end up getting eight points for the answer. What was Brian Pillman? Brian Brian? That's it. Here. You did very well. Yeah, got about seven. That Bret Hart one just pissed me off, though. I should know that. I know you should. That would have been, that should have been out of your mouth within two seconds. Tut tut. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Rick and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network, where you can get other shows such as One Nation Radio, Keeping It Strong Style, Grown Men Watch This Shit, Get In The Ring, and All Things Elite. Also, new to the podcast is a podcast that's going to be dealing with AAA, Impact and Video Games. We're going to have 8-Bit Suplex Wrestling Podcast, or just 8-Bit Suplex Podcast. That'll be coming your way soon, so please make sure to check that one out. Um, you can get columns and the podcasts if you go to socialsuplex.com. You can get them sent directly to your email inbox if you press the subscribe button. If you want a t-shirt of ours, go to prowrestlingtees.net and check out the Social Suplex page. If you want to donate directly into our sweat-stained pockets, then donate. You can press the button that's on the show notes for this podcast. The Manscaped information, we've given you that. 20% off at checkout if you press the co- if you put in the code SUPLEX. Hey, what else? Facebook, Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group. Check us out there. And lastly, but not leastly, at Ricky and Clive on Twitter. Ricky, thank you very much for joining me this evening. Yeah, um, I'm thankful we don't need to sit and try and figure out who's going to win this. Well, I know, I mean, I had my pick, but anyway. Um, but it's it's not going to be stressful for us this time. Yep. And I'm looking forward to the next few episodes as well. Ladies and gents, uh, Ricky is just exposed himself as a liar because he said he is clean shaven from the neck down and he looks like it's print. a bit of stubble that's it got done like three or four weeks ago like give me a give me a break mate you look like the muslim version of prince albert don't give me your nonsense trust me this bad boy will go soon kelly and dane eat your heart out Rose shoulders. hardly hardly <laughs> uh he's raging I'll need, to whip the, I'll need to whip the shots off now and prove it to you that I am. Uh, you you can whip nothing. <laughs> right, thanks for listening, ladies and gents. Uh, we'll speak to you next week. Yep, take care, folks. Thank you for listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Podcast. We'll see you next time. See you next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to
to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.